the free for all roundtable round two on round two we say good morning to patrick harris former john tory campaign manager now at rubicon strategies robert benzie is here queen's park bureau chief for the toronto star and sunera chaudhry is an employment lawyer at workly law good morning to you all and uh, let's mix actually i was going to say let's mix it up and start with a different topic but the thing everybody is talking about today is the maple leafs winning game four game five they could wrap this series up on thursday and they did it in spectacular fashion. So uh, let's make our way through the list. Hopefully everybody saw the game. Uh, Robert Benzie, I know you're an enthusiast. Were you watching to the end? You know what, John, I had the same experience as Scott Reed. Had. No. I was at the I was at the baseball game walking up John Street, actually, with Rob Ferguson, my colleague from the star. And we when we left the Jays game, it was four two for Tampa. And we thought, oh, here we go. They're going to lose. And then by the time we got to the Queen Streetcar, it was four four. So it was quite exciting. The city was buzzing. People standing on the street watching uh, bar, the bars playing it on big screens inside. It was it was something. And I really hope that they can uh, close it out on Thursday. Sunira Chaudhry, it's funny. So many people are telling this story of thinking, well, Leafs are going to muff this one. So I guess I'll tune out. And then finding out that it ended on one of the most spectacular goals of the year. Oh, yeah. I was in my, you know, family chat um, complaining about Matthews for sure at the end of the second quarter, <laughs> a second second period, saying, saying, you know, it, it's time. We've got to we got to blow up this team. And then, you know, it's brushing my teeth, had had the just the third period on in, in the background. And it was just at that 10 minute mark. I was just about to turn off the TV and then Matthew scores. And I couldn't, I mean, it was just reminiscent at the end of the game. It, I felt like how I felt back when I was a kid watching Doug Gilmore, um, you know, in, in the playoffs, Wendell Clark, like that feeling, that excitement. I mean, I was just giddy with excitement seeing this. And I can't imagine what the city's going to be like on Thursday. Well, that's it. Patrick Harris, I can't wait to be on the streets today, as a matter of fact. I just think that there's going to be a buzz out there for the next three days while we wait for game five. There is. And and I just I really hope that that this is the year I've been, John, I've been trying so hard not to get sucked in ever <laughs> since the ever since the Montreal series. And uh, and it was really tough uh, to, to not get sucked in with, you know, Saturday night and last night. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back and let's go Leafs. There is an accountant in Ottawa. We spoke to him this hour, and he is calling. He's got a petition going. He's calling for the government to suspend tax um, declaration day or tax filing day because he says there are no people at the CRA right now to help people with their taxes. So how can you ask people to actually complete them? Let me start with Patrick Harris. What do you think? Well, I think it's a legitimate concern, especially for those that are uh, those that are going to be that need to talk to CRA and need their help at doing getting their taxes done. But uh, I would just uh, uh, highly recommend to everyone that you try as hard as you can to get your taxes in on time because the CRA is not a group you want to be offside of. Yeah, Sanira, it's kind of like when you're in university, everybody hopes for an extension on their essay for the (laughs) professor, but probably better just just to write it and hand it in. Yeah. um, But you know, John, I will say that it's true that there are some new benefits that a lot of people don't understand, including myself. There's this new staycation 
you know, tax benefit. And I was asking my husband about it saying, oh, you know, should, should we claim that? We, we did do a couple of, you know, vacations in Ontario last year. We were in Prince Edward County. Maybe we can claim that. And, you know, even if you call your accountant or you call your bookkeeper or someone that you might get help from, they're not necessarily going to give you this, this information. And I absolutely see how people would have to call into the CRA to get some clarity on what some of these new benefits mean. And so not being able to file on time, especially when, you know, that benefit is up to $2,000 a family. And so missing out on some of that could be really critical for a lot of people. Jerry was mentioning this just before we all went on the air together, and it's the federal transportation minister being blasted for a video. I imagine most people have seen it. It's a bunch of male politicians kind of doing a a runway walk in pink high heels. Uh, Let me start actually, Sunero, with you. Um, I just, I look at this and first of all, it's a, it's a ridiculous, stupid video, but maybe I'm overthinking it. I just find if men think that the biggest pain and inconvenience that women suffer is their shoes, then men don't understand women. Oh, you hit the nail on the head, John. I mean, it's a, it was a publicity stunt. It doesn't carry the seriousness it should have. For something like violence against women, frankly, it looked like a fun brunch. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> well, if they played These Are the Ladies Who Lunch, maybe I would have laughed out loud. Uh, Robert Bensey, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Sonera. And I think that, you know, it risks trivializing a very serious thing. And violence against women is a problem in, in our society, in every society, unfortunately. And I thought J.K. Rowling's tweet back at, at Omar Gabra was devastating, just saying how many femicides, let me know how many femicides this prevents. I just, I think hamming it up for the cameras, even if you have good intentions, you really risk taking something that's very serious and making light of it. And I think that's that's problematic. Yeah, Patrick Harris, people are always looking for ways to raise awareness and good on them, but sometimes they make some pretty stupid mistakes. I always remember when a car company came out with a pink uh, car because they said this is for breast cancer. And it's like, yeah, and then it was pointed out car exhaust is a cause of breast cancer. So it's just a dumb idea. Yeah, I think this was uh, probably a well-intended video that just really missed the mark. And uh, and I think the you know I, I certainly agree with the with the different panelists here about that. Uh, I will say though that it has everyone talking about uh, a very 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 important cause this morning, which is probably an, a good benefit from. Yeah, I think more so it has everybody talking about the transportation minister. But anyway, um, questions being raised by the opposition, obviously, but many critics over a 95-year lease for a spa at Ontario Place. And Robert, I'll start with you on this one because you're at you cover Queen's Park. And I just wish they would show us what it is so we could know what we're getting into. Exactly, John. The lack of transparency and the government's refusal to uh, share a detailed business plan, th- that's really uh, troubling. And it, the problem with a 95-year lease is, what happens if Therm, the company that has this lease, decides 10 years from now that it doesn't want to operate a spa in Ontario Place? It then owns 85 years of a lease. Does that mean it could then turn around and sell the lease and say, or act- or say, no, we're going to actually start operating a casino? And I would have asked these questions to Therm if they had responded to my request for a comment yesterday, which they didn't. So if anyone from Therm is listening, please pick up your phone um it's it's just yeah it's very troubling and it's going to be a problem i agree with what scott was saying earlier on round one this is one of these things that's going to bite the government on the behind if they're not careful yeah patrick harris it does have the appearance of coziness and using public money to grease private companies 
Well, I, I tend to take the, the, the different view. You know, I went down to the um, I went down to the public presentation that the the city and, the, and infrastructure Ontario had uh, just because there's so many questions being raised about this. And I just really wanted to sort of see what uh, what was behind the curtain and sat through, you know, about a 90 minute presentation on what they're doing to Ontario Place. And it's actually quite a spectacular vision, I think, and especially if you sort of do a side by side comparison of what Ontario Place is today and what it's been for the last 12 years uh, and what the province has planned for it. I think it's great. I think uh, I think we should uh, get behind it. And and if we don't, I think it'll be sad for the city and, and sad for the province. Well, Sunira, Patrick has a, a point, which is that this is a city that can crap on even good ideas. But again, I just I need to know more. Well, we know, John, that they say that the terms so far are commercially sensitive. So that's a that is a concern. But I think a commercial standard term of this contract should be, I mean, to Benzie's point, that they can't flip it into a casino in 10 years, that they have to run a spa or spa-like service. And if we think about uh, the land down, you know, by the Ontario place, it's beautiful land. Um, it's, it's you know, beautiful vistas. And it and Thurm, by the way, is making or has committed to make a $500 million <clears throat> investment here. And I think, you know, we have to think about what is the cost of public-private partnerships. I think for a city like Toronto, we need to think about them. We need to uh, explore them and invest in them. I don't think a 95-year lease uh, is is the ticket. But I do think that this we are on the right path. I mean, if we do have private companies that are willing to invest $500 million in this city, that is a feather in Toronto's cap. How we negotiate the terms around those leases, though, have to be you know done very, very carefully. Um, but I, I can see why Therm would need the feeling that they almost own the space in order to invest this kind of money into that uh, project. A Toronto family with a toddler choking on some cereal calls 911. They end up on hold for five minutes. They finally hang up, and then 911 can't call them back because the number wasn't uh, registered at the 911 uh, terminal. Um, this. For me, Robert Benzi is is astonishing. I'd like to know that if you know, I was in one of those uh, scenarios where somebody's running around the house with a knife, which is highly unlikely. Uh, that if I called nine one one, I wouldn't be put on hold. I agree, John. And I was uh, this is a shocking story. And and I, I mean, I was walking down Queen Street last summer, and in my on my iPhone, you accidentally if you press the wrong buttons in your pocket or whatever, you can actually accidentally dial nine one one, which I did, and then. They phoned me right back. I, I mean, I hung up as soon as I saw what had happened. And they phoned me right back to say, are you okay? And I thought, I am, and I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do a false alarm like that. But I was really impressed with how quick the response was, because, you know, if I'd fallen down on the street or something like that. So this for this family to be basically put on hold for so many minutes while their their toddler is choking, it's frightening. It's a nightmare. And it's, I mean, what, are we, what do we expect from basic services? We expect service. We expect someone to pick up the phone, and that's a really, really scary thing. Yeah, Sunira, I can almost put up with the potholes, uh, but I need 911 to work. Yeah, and you can appreciate that, you know, I, I'm a parent of a young child. I, I think any parent, you know, listening or hearing the story um, would relate to like the horror that anyone uh, would feel if they were put on hold. And, you know, John, we've seen the improvements um, in every industry since the pandemic of using, you know, virtual appointments, using Zoom. You know, I, I absolutely appreciate that maybe by the time an ambulance could get there, it could be too late. But why are we not sort of investing in these immediate sort of care services for emergency 
emergencies over the phone or Zoom with 911 because we've seen that um, you know evolution in almost every other industry. Let's hop to one last topic, and that would be that Joe Biden declared this morning that he's running for re-election. Patrick Harris, I know people keep on trying to frame him as senile, but I was in the same room with him recently, and he didn't look senile to me, but he is old. I thought he crushed it uh, when he when he spoke in the Canadian Parliament, John. I totally agree with uh, with, with what you, you were saying earlier. The one big question I have is, as a political operative, what took so long? I mean, uh, he has basically allowed the last three years for this. Will he? Won't he? Is he going to run? Is he not going to run? Is he too old? And it's just done the devastating things to his to his brand. If I were him, I would have announced the day after my inauguration, I'm running for re-election. Either get on board or get out of my way. <laughs> okay, Robert Benzi, um, I he could of course be announcing he's running and have no intention to do so, but he needs to finish his mandate. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be seen as lame duck. I mean, I agree with, with with what Patrick's saying. The one thing, though, I think, I mean, people say, oh, Biden is old. John, Donald Trump is also pretty old. Uh, he, I think Biden's two or three years older. It's not like there is a generational change. And if Trump is the GOP nominee, which it just seems like he could be right now, I think Biden is reelected. Sunira, last thoughts? Well, he's going after the MAGA extremists, so I I think that's going to be his ticket for his four more years. Okay, and you're absolutely right, all three of you, that uh, Donald Trump has not won the popular vote in any election cycle. So the idea that people would like him more this time than they did the last time is somewhat questionable. Thanks a lot for listening. My thanks to our panelists, and that was Sunira Chaudhry, Robert Benzi, Patrick Harris. Keep it right here for the finest in talk radio. Jerry Agar is on next. That's after the 9 o'clock news. The pass off the wing, and the shot from the blue line was deflected right at the goal, but the Leafs win it in overtime. Catch the round table, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.